0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big comfortable black leather puppet chair in my living room. Pretty soon I'm going to have to move it and I'm going to have to try to remember to stand up first because it makes my lady wonder wench frown when I just try to hop it over to one side while I'm still sitting in it. You ever do that? You have to move a chair, but you're sitting there and so you figure if you just hop a little, you know, you can kind of shove it over to one side. (laughs) Not really a great idea. Makes my lady wonder wench frown when I try to do that, especially in a chair this size. And the fact is we have kind of a nice carpet, so it makes a little bit of a mess. So I will honest, I will stand up first and I'll move the chair. I have to do that because we always put our Christmas tree right between my chair and the big stereo speakers that our son Eric the inventor built for us a few years ago. We don't actually put our Christmas tree up until Christmas Eve and it may be a a, a bit early to start thinking about it right now, but it seems to be all everybody else is thinking about. I, I was over at the gas station today, opened the door and I got hit with a blast of Jingle Bells. All the stores have had Christmas stuff up ever since just after Labor Day, you know? And some people resent the fact that Christmas shopping season seems to start a week earlier every year. And you know what? I really don't mind because I like Christmas. A lot of people say, why can't we have Christmas all year long, right? Well, the way it is being started earlier and earlier every year, by somewhere around 2030 or so, I guess it will <laughs> will be with us all year long. And I don't mind, you know? Because the weather outside right now isn't frightful just yet. I'm right here, it's so delightful. But, but it is kind of dull and dreary and unsmiley right now. You're in the... Uh, Foothills of the Pocono Mountains. So it is kind of neat that Santa Swashbuckles in here with a big red suit and green, gold, and silver wrapped presents and happy music. You know, it's made by symphony orchestras with choirs and and rock bands and even street musicians standing out there. You know, blowing on a trumpet or or you know the the, the uh, Salvation Army guys out there. Even chipmunks make Christmas music sometimes. So there is no ducking away from Santa. So you can go and suck your thumb and put the back of your hand up to your head and cry in your beard. Because Santa sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. No matter where you are, he's going to pop up and lay a ho, ho, ho on you if you give him a chance. I know things are tough this year for an awful lot of people. But no matter how tough things may be, Santa's price is right. So come on him a shot, you know, and listen for the sleigh. Santa is a lot of things to a lot of people, but he pretty often gets a bum rap. Santa gets the blame for all the tasteless, crass, loud TV commercials for the biggest sale of the year. And he also has to take the fall for taking Christ out of Christmas. And I think he deserves better. I think it's time to really thank Santa, because that stuff is not his fault. You know what Santa is? Santa is a connector. And to me, that's the real meaning of Christmas. Connection. Is every year, no matter how old you are, even if you're a Louis Louie generation person like me, you know, every year, Santa connects you to who you were when you, when you got your first electric trains or a sled or there's a bike under the tree or, or your first Christmas kiss. And, most important for me, anyway, Santa is the connection to that very distinct Christmas Eve tuck-you-in-so-Santa-can-come-with-his-reindeer-and-presents kind of feeling that, that my parents gave me. It was so safe and happy and real. And Santa helps you pass that along to your kids every silent night. Of course, he knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness' sake. Not a bad reminder for those of us who are Louis Louis generation folks and sometimes kind of slip. And we tell terrible Christmas puns like, as Adam said to his wife the day before Christmas, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I know that's awful, but, but I love it. Even worse is the one about how the custom of putting an angel at the top of the tree started. It seems one Christmas Eve, Santa was really harried. Everything was going wrong. Mrs. Claus had burned all the fruitcakes. The elves were upset at their HMO providers. And one of Santa's sleigh runners was broken. And just then the little angel that he had sent to bring home a Christmas tree walked in, dragging the tree behind him. And he looked up at Santa and he said, Where would you like me to put this tree, Santa? And that's how the tradition of the angel at the top of the tree was born. (laughs) Okay, all right. Groans are all right, but no pouting. Remember, you better not pout, you better not cry. Yeah, (laughs) We do too much whining and not enough smiling the rest of the year. Come on, Christmas is a good smile connector. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Famous bank robber John Dillinger once played professional baseball, believe it or not. I don't think he made it to the big leagues, and and probably because he got thrown out too often trying to steal second. In Hong Kong, a wife may legally kill her adulterous husband, but only with her bare hands, which is probably exactly how she wants to do it anyway. The United States Congress creates an average of 56 crimes a year. And there are those of us who might say the United States Congress is a crime every year, unfortunately. Dix the Tales, they take your mind off your mind. Okay, every year about this time, I always ask you to send your Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Solstice stories, you know, however you celebrate it. They don't have to be spectacular, even well-written, just real, Okay. I like to post them on our blog at uh, DickSummer.com. So just let me know how you feel about the season. The address is Dick at DickSummer.com. As I was telling you, Christmas is a is a big-time smile connector for me. It connects you with smiles, the kind on your face and, and the kind on other people's faces. There are plenty of things that disconnect us every day and every night. They range from little paper-cut things all the way up to things like losing your job or, getting sick even things like noticing that someone you care about isn't smiling very much when you're together anymore and you know that your someone is disconnecting from you and connecting with someone else disconnections hurt and sometimes they hurt hard worse than hitting your thumb with a hammer but after a while the hurts numb down just like your thumb they don't feel anything anymore. And haven't you noticed that a lot of people seem to be walking around like that right now, not feeling anything. Not feeling anything about anything. And smiles get very scarce when that happens. Because it's like you're disconnecting from yourself. And then Christmas comes along. And it connects us with the things that are good and strong and decent in all of us. I love Christmas music. My dad was a church musician, and and I loved the stories, and I loved the presents and the decorations. But it's the connection that counts with me. The Christmas connection comes on schedule every year. But, you know, sometimes other big-time connections happen, and sometimes they happen when you least expect them. We have an air show every June at the airfield where I keep my little plane. And they had a World War II B-17 bomber called the Memphis Belle there every year. That was the plane they made the movie about. And I was checking it out, along with another Louie Louie generation guy. And the other guy asked the plane's pilot if he could sit in the cockpit. And the pilot said, well, I'm sorry, but the cockpit is off-limits at an air show. But then he, he noticed something in the guy's eyes Or his voice or something. I don't know what it was. But I caught it too. There was something there. The pilot said, Is there any special reason that you want to sit in the pilot's seat? And the guy didn't say anything for for a few seconds. And then he said something I'll never forget. He said, My dad was a B-17 pilot. Yeah, excuse me, just a second. It's just remembering it was an incredible thing. He said, My dad was a B-17 pilot. My mom was pregnant with me when he was killed. I never knew him, but I was just thinking that if I could just sit where he might have been sitting when he died. And the guy couldn't finish the sentence. The pilot didn't say anything either. He just kind of stepped back and, and helped the guy into the pilot's seat. And the guy's hands were shaking when he touched the yoke and the throttles. felt like I shouldn't be watching, so I left. Connections. I think the most important connection anybody can make is a reconnection to yourself, you know? That's what happened to a woman in the story from the Night Connections 3 personal audio CD. It's called Taking a Breath. You've never been the kind of woman who could take a man's breath away. You've always known better than to try anything like that. So you're really not sure why you dyed your hair last week. It was just kind of a whim. Your kids thought you were being very funny, so you laughed along with them. Over the weekend, you found a new shade of lipstick. Very bright. Just this side of gaudy. Dad would have wanted you to wash your face, so would your ex husband. But I mean, you wore it to work anyway yesterday. Your boss actually seemed a little bit annoyed, but she didn't say anything. One of the other lawyers in the office did. He said, Hello. You're a secretary, a good one. It was the first time in several years that you've worked there that he or anybody else acknowledged that you were something more than just some other office machine. You've always believed in being good. You were a good daughter, a good wife, a good mother. You recycled. You wore your seatbelt at all times. You wore your clothes modestly. You did everything modestly. You even had modest orgasms when you were married, of course. You feel a little strange about all these changes that are going on. Not evil, just kind of different. Actually, it's the first time that you've felt anything very much for a long time. You've even had lunch with a man today. A man who admits that he is a little bit lonely and a little bit wicked. He claims that he has spent the year since his wife died following what he calls his erotic intuition. And today it brought him to lunch with you. He is more powerful than any fantasy you've ever known and much less predictable. He's an ordinary-looking, comfortable guy who works down the hall. A guy who understands that you have longings now that you haven't had for a long time. As a matter of fact, you don't even remember how to discuss them. He's very well aware that some of those longings involve him. He leaned forward over lunch and held your hand and just looked at your eyes and smiled and waited. Your body flashed hot with an icy streak down the middle. It startled you. You stood up quickly and started to leave, but he didn't let go of your hand. He was gentle but firm. And very quietly, he said, You know, it really is all right to feel sexy and good and beautiful because that's what you are. And suddenly, right in the restaurant, you became, for one moment, someone else. Actually, you became yourself. You sat down so slowly and gracefully that the people around you stopped talking and watched. And you noticed that it was a full minute later until he remembered to breathe again. changed, I swear, right there in front of everybody in the restaurant, and everybody could see it. So we all looked away. It was kind of instinctive. It was like we were respecting her modesty. It was just like she was changing her dress right there in front of us. And, and let me tell you, her new dress instantly made her look so beautiful, beautiful. The story is called Taking a Breath. It's from the Night Connections 3 personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the Night Connections 3 icon on the home page. So, Santa Claus is coming to town again. And I'd appreciate it if you would send your memories of however you celebrate this time of year to me. The address is Dick at DickSummer.com. I got to tell you, those stories help all of us reconnect to the stuff inside, you know, the stuff that's safe and honest and real. Good night.